We at V2V Community Church believe in the authority of the Word of God. We teach and expound from the scriptures which forms the foundation of our faith. We pray that this message blesses you. continue on <laughs> you got it amen um, my title tonight is natural obedience releases supernatural results and it kind of really is another um, way of looking at the principle of seed time and harvest because what you do in the natural there's always a spiritual outcome good or bad. We're not going to focus on the bad um, side of it tonight, but just be mindful of that. What you do in the natural will affect, what you do in the natural will affect spiritual things in your life. Same way that when you prayed the salvation prayer and you invited Jesus into your life, that was natural. You did something natural. You prayed a prayer, but something supernatural took place from the natural that you did. So I want to show you tonight the things that we're doing. I want to encourage you tonight that this fast that we're doing, it's no light thing. This is a, this is like a, this is a, this is a big gun. This is a huge gun. And what we're doing when we fast like this and when we pray like this, you can imagine this is a huge gun. So this is going to have huge ramifications in the spirit. So I want to encourage you, don't get weary, don't, don't, don't get tempted um, to cheat, don't get tempted. Today I was in the middle of fasting, was making a cake, I think it's finished now, but can you imagine the first time, as soon as I got in here, um, I'm praying that I can preach through you despite the cake, move the cake out of the way, but it's like, I think I couldn't taste the cake because we're fasting. So I waited till I got into church to have some of this cake that I made. I'd never made it before, so I didn't have a clue what it all tasted like but you know we we can get tempted um, to cheat tempted to sh take shortcuts but um, I just want to encourage you tonight to stay on point stay on focus because what you're doing in the spirit in the natural seems may not seem all of that to you but there's going to be huge spiritual ramifications in your life if you don't cheat is some people, they don't see any results. And, you know, we can all sit here and say, I fasted, I fasted, but not everyone is telling the truth. Not everyone actually does um, what they're supposed to do. So I want to share some things with you tonight that's going to encourage you um, because natural obedience releases supernatural results. Say that with me, natural obedience releases supernatural results. So we want to continue in the line of obedience because there's three things that work together, work together, work together. One of those is, is faith, one of those is obedience, and one of those is prayer. They work together. And, you know, when, you, when you're doing those things, when you're doing what God tells you to do, you know, how many of you know the Bible said pray without ceasing? You know, that's a natural thing, Right. You know, I'm praying in the natural, but you know what? As I, as I pray in the natural, supernatural things are taking place. 
in my life. That's why uh, we don't walk around as Christians and we never pray. That's why it's important you come out and learn to pray. Come to prayer meetings. Come out on a Monday night while we're fasting like this and get involved. Don't let someone else. I can't do yours for you. What the, the fasting I'm doing is for, is for me. It's going to benefit me. You know, um, just a sidetrack with fasting. When we're fasting, this isn't so much um, for God, but it's for us. Because fasting purges out all the junk in you. When you're fasting, it purges out all the sin, all the junk, all the negativity that's in your spirit and your heart. We're supposed to get rid of that stuff. It's like, um, you know, if you, in the natural, if you've been drinking lots of coffee and lots of um, coke and all those things that's got caffeine, um, you need to purge those things out of you so that your body can be detoxed of that so you, can, you don't get the headaches and the migraine. When we fast, one of the benefits of fasting, it purges out the sin out of your life. So there's, there's benefits to us as we fast. It gets rid of all the junk that blocks us up, the, the things that stops us hearing God and hearing thus saith the Lord because every believer needs to have a clear channel when it comes to God speaking to us. We should be all in a position where we hear God clearly. We shouldn't be guessing. We shouldn't be, God, you know, what's God what's God's saying on this? You should know. Can you say amen? So most people want the blessings of God today, um, but without the obedience part. You know, we want all the promises of God. We want God to rebuke the devourer for our sakes. We want God to bless us. We want God to open the windows of heaven over our lives. But you've got to do the sacrifice parts, the parts that's not so nice. You have to do something, faith corresponding action, you have to do something in the natural to release the things that's in the spirit that's for you. You know, God, God's promises, if you read through your Bibles, there's many promises. God's promises many, many things. But in order for those things to be released in our lives, they're there. But there's certain steps that we have to take, steps of faith, steps of obedience. Our lifestyle, we have to make changes in order for those things, natural things that we do, will release spiritual things in our lives. Can you say amen? Matthew 6, 16 says, moreover when you fast. Say, when I fast, not if I fast. And let me just clarify that fasting TV is not a fast. Fasting a newspaper is not a fast. Fasting going out, fasting your credit card, this is all stuff that, can you believe it, that people, where have we got to, to say we think we can fast um, our credit card? But this is, some people do, some Christians do. Probably, I think that's in America. It's not this side of the world. But people fast credit cards. That's not a fast. A fast, if you look at Jesus, if you look in the Bible, a fast was always about abstaining from food. And you know, in this world that we live in today, denying our flesh is such a hard thing because we love to indulge our flesh. We, ha we live in a generation today that loves to indulge. We don't want to deny our flesh nothing. If our flesh sees something, we want to f supply it. We want to give it. Whether it and so food today, I mean, nowadays, you look at people's trolley when they go shopping. Even over Christmas, where did all that food go? You know, did you see people's trolleys? Where did they put, where did all of that go? It's one day. 
But the trolleys were like, some people had multiple trolleys. Where did it go? But we overindulge. So we're a society that overindulges. And, you know, so when we say fasting, that's like swearing for some people. That's like you're taking away, you're touching their God. You're touching something that is sacred to them. People will attack you for food. You just, if the news said that there is a shortage of bread, watch what people do tomorrow. Everyone will be, they will wrestle you to the floor for the last loaf of bread on the shelf. Because that's the kind of society that we live in today. Amen. So I want to encourage you in your fast. Amen. Matthew 9, 29, Jesus said to them, this kind can come out, but by nothing, but by prayer and by fasting. There's certain strongholds in your life, certain situations that you will encounter that it has, you have to couple fasting with prayer in order for that thing to be broken. It's not enough just to pray sometimes. There's certain things that um, Jesus said, this kind can come out but by nothing but by prayer and fasting. While we're praying and fasting this month, uh, uh, we're giving God this time of um, a separation so there should be a separation in our lives from the things of the world the time we would sit and watch tv um going out um shut it down and you seek god amen tell your neighbor going a month without um entertainment will not kill you in fact it'll do you good it'll save you some money can you say amen Instead of going, I'm not going to be looking to go movies. or go, that, can, that can wait. It can wait. This is a time that we're seeking God. So I'm not just going hungry. Anyone just doing a hunger, hunger strike? I'm not on a hunger strike. I'm actually fasting and separating myself from the things of the world and getting into the presence of God because I know that there's certain things that I may encounter in 2019 that if I'm not, if I don't take the time to prepare myself now, if I don't take the time to prepare those things in the spirit realm, I'm not going to be able to stand and I'm not going to be able to overcome those things when they manifest themselves. Many of us, I mean, when like the weather, we have no control over what the weather's going to blow tomorrow. Um, I was watching, you know, because Kayla's been praying for snow. Coming from Australia, she's never seen snow. So this is her birthday request to God. She wants it to snow. And I saw, you know, when I, you pull out the weather on your phone and I saw snow, but then it kept changing. We have no control over the circumstances of life. We have no control what's going to come into our lives. But I do have control about what I do today specifically. Can you say amen? I do have control over what I do with my time in in understanding that what I'm doing today is going to affect my tomorrow. Can you say amen? Amen. So fasting, would you say is pleasant? Tell the truth, it's not. <laughs> we like to eat and we like food. And the other incredible thing is we, it's not such a big deal when we can eat it when we want, but as soon as the moment someone says fast, oh my gosh, it's like someone activates all of your senses for smell, for taste. You start eating things. You put things in your mouth. You know when you just finish your fast, don't you find you're putting all kinds of stuff in your mouth? It's like, 
I don't eat that. But what am I? What? I thought, yesterday, the girls had these little tiny rice cracker things, and it didn't even taste good. But it's like I couldn't even wait for dinner. And while I'm finishing up dinner, I'm like snacking on their rice crackers. Tasteless, horrible. It tastes like cardboard. But you know what? It's just like all of a sudden, this heightened sense of, you know, because you, you've been denied it. You've been told you can't do that. You can't eat. And the moment someone says to us, you can't do something, it's like our flesh wants to rebel. But, so fasting is not ple- pleasant, really, but it produces tremendous results. And that's what's worth it. It produces tremendous results. Fasting is not popular, especially in our, our overindulgent society, but it's powerful today. It's as powerful today as it's always been. The God, Word of God sh- does not change. It's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. It changes not. And fasting is just as important today. If I was standing and believing for my healing, I would stand upon the what we've been fasting in line with. In Isaiah, if you turn there with me, I want to show you what we do in the natural the spiritual um, results, the supernatural results are incredible. Can you say amen? Isaiah 58 from verse 6, it says, Is not this the fast that I have chosen? To loose the bands of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke. These are some of the benefits, the supernatural benefits that fasting brings. It looses bonds of wickedness. It undoes heavy burdens and it sets the oppressed free and it breaks every yoke. How powerful is that? And it goes on to say in verse 7, is it not to share your bread with the hungry? This is what we do um, when we come out. Those of us that come out on a Monday night, we give our lunch money. We're, what we do, we're doing the word. We're obeying the word. We're being obedient to the word. And as we deal our bread to the hungry, um, the Bible says, and that you bring to your house the poor who are cast out. When you see the naked, that you cover him and not hide him from your flesh. And because we do these things, verse 8 says, then your life shall break forth like the morning. Your healing shall spring forth speedily. While you're fasting, lay claim to the promises of God. Because as you're fasting, these are the supernatural results that are taking place. If you need healing in your body, if you're standing for healing, the Bible promises you if, you're, if you fast this fast, if you fast this way, that your health will spring forth speedily. We're doing something natural that suddenly has this supernatural effect in my life supernatural benefits and your righteousness shall go before you the glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard just from fasting going without some food wow then you shall call and the Lord will answer all of a sudden your 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 ability to hear God and communicate with God is now fine-tuned it's now sharper just because of this natural thing I'm denying myself some food Supernatural results because of this natural thing that we're doing. It says, and you shall cry and he will say, here I am. If you take away, so these are some of the things we must stop doing when we're fasting and don't go back to them when we've finished. Can you say amen? Stop pointing your finger. Stop judging, in other words, other people. Stop pointing your finger at other people and stop speaking wickedness. Anything that is, um, that's not pure, stop speaking it. 
Stop telling dirty jokes. Who's that for? Stop telling dirty jokes. Stop saying things that's ungodly. Stop taking the Lord's name in vain. Can you say amen? And if you extend your soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, then your light shall dawn in the darkness and your darkness shall be as a noonday. The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your soul in drought. He shall strengthen your bones and cause you to be like a watered garden and like a spring of waters. Excuse me, like a spring of waters whose waters fail not. How incredible is that? Just from that one act of obedience, the church says we're fasting, we're tithing the, uh, this month to God and we're going to fast from six till six and we're going to come together and pray. And just by taking that step of faith and obedience, all of these benefits, supernatural benefits are ours. That's incredible. I said, that's incredible. We don't need to beg God for healing because that's promised in my fast. I just need to say, Father God, uh, manifest your healing according to your promises. And, I need to, and we need to walk in the promises of God in those areas. When we step out on God's word through faith and obedience, we release supernatural, the supernatural blessings of God over our lives. Many of us today are not walking in faith or obedience, and we and because we're not walking in faith or obedience to God, it doesn't, you know, the Bible says without faith it's impossible to please God. God wants you to walk in purposeful faith. I say that again. I said, God wants you to walk in um he wants you to walk in purposeful faith. That means every day I'm going to ignite my faith on purpose. Now, when I talk about faith, faith isn't God. I'm going to ignite my faith and I, I, I'm believing you for a new car. No, that's not the, not the kind of faith I'm talking about. I'm talking about a faith that trusts God. A faith that trusts God. Father, I trust you today. That means whatever comes my way, I'm not going to worry about it. I'm not going to sweat about it. I'm not going to get, get depressed about it because I trust in you. Whatever situation manifests itself in my day, God, I trust you with this. I'm not going to lose my joy. I'm not going to lose my peace because I'm walking by faith. Even if I've got no money in my pocket. But Father God, your word says that you've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread. So I, I know that you're going to come through for me. Faith is trusting God every single moment of every single day on purpose. Without it, it's impossible to please God. So don't make faith about material things I'm believing God for. Faith is a lifestyle of every believer. It's a lifestyle. Tell your neighbor it's a lifestyle. Obedience is the next thing. You know, I shared with you on Sunday. If you weren't here on Sunday, go on our podcast, download the message. You need to listen to it. But obedience is so pivotal. Many of us today are not experiencing what God has for us because we're really walking in our own way. You know, if you're walking in your own way, that's rebellion. <laughs> that's, you know, that's, that's, that, that's as simple as I can break it down. <laughs> If I'm walking, if I'm doing my own thing, then I'm not doing God's thing. And if I'm not doing God's thing, then I'm rebelling. Or if I know what to do in God's word, you know, we talked about forgiveness on Sunday. I know what to do. Someone offends me. You know, for, funny thing is, forgiveness isn't really needed until something's done to you. I can say, oh, forgiveness, forgiveness. I can talk about it. But it really doesn't become a thing until I've actually got a reason to forgive. And that's when the word is invoked in my life. 
I don't need to invoke that word until I have a situation that I need to operate forgiveness in. Can you say amen? So, you know, we can, we can um, say I'm in forgiveness, but it's only when someone actually does something to you that makes you feel upset. You have the opportunity now to obey God. God says, no, he didn't just say forgive, he said pray for them. Pray for those who curse you, despitefully use you, persecute you, all that kind of stuff. So the more people persecute you, the more they talk about you, the more you're supposed to pray for them. Do we do that? Obedience. That's, how, that's a response that we're supposed to take. So when we're in situations where, okay, you know, everyone's talking about you in church, pray for them. That's how you do the word. And, you know, when you take those steps of obedience, that natural thing, I choose to obey God's word despite what people are saying about me, despite what people are doing to me. And don't tell me I don't understand. <laughs> you, that, I'm the wrong person for you to say, but you don't understand what they, were done, what they did to me. You have no idea what's been done to me. So I know what I'm talking about. And I know that when you obey God's word, despite how your flesh is feeling, you release supernatural things in your life. And so you can move on from that situation and move on with God's blessing upon your life. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. So obedience is, is really important, woven in with your faith. So as unpleasant to our flesh as fasting can be, it produces tremendous breakthroughs. Sicknesses in your body, the Bible promises us that our health will spring forth speedily. It's not just about separating. It's not just about going hungry, but it's about separation from the things of the world. You're going to have to give time out to friends time out to the phone, time out to the internet and pull back from those things and get alone with God. Even if you're married, you have to have, yes, it's great having that moment where you and your family or you and your husband can spend that time, but you need your one-on-one -on -one with God. I said you need your one-on-one -on -one with God. It's about disconnecting ourselves from the things of the world and getting into the presence of God. Maximize. We're already halfway through, nearly halfway through this month. So it's, a, it's an opportunity for us to get into the presence of God. It's using our faith and declaring those things that we want to see to come to pass, whether it's healing, strength, whether you want to believe, you're believing God, I want to hear you more clearly. I want to be able to um, discern you more clearly, whether it's undoing every he heavy burden. The Bible tells us what to do. Can you say amen? So natural obedience releases supernatural results. The act of fasting is our natural obedience, but it produces powerful supernatural results. Remember in um, Peter in Matthew 14, 28. You know, I was reading this again today, and you know, some you know the incredible thing with Bible, you can read it, read the same passage over and over and over and over again, and you get something different every single time. And you know, we've read this story loads of times with Peter stepping out the boat. But the incredible thing is, Peter took a natural step in faith. He took a step in faith, not just some random step, but he took a step in faith. He took a step on God's word. That's what God wants us to do. When you read it in his word, you step out in faith on that word because the word's going to hold you up. Peter said, Lord, if it be you, bid me to come. Jesus said one word, come. 
Peter took that one word and he stepped out the boat. That was faith. He'd done something natural. Something supernatural happened. How does a man walk on water? Would you not call that supernatural? So Peter took one step, but he took a step out on God's word, and he did something natural, something supernatural um, took place. He walked on water to Jesus. And the moment Peter, we, st we usually stop at the bit where Peter began to sing because he took his eyes off Jesus, and we read the story. But, I, I, you know, I read a little bit further because in verse 32, it says after, you know, Jesus caught him by the hand. How many of you know Jesus didn't carry Peter back into the boat? I said Peter didn't carry Jesus. Um, Jesus didn't carry Peter back. The two of them got back in the boat. How did Peter get back? His focus must have shifted back to Jesus. When you keep your eyes on Jesus, supernatural things will take place in your life. Peter only sank when he took his eyes off Jesus. But the Bible tells us in verse 32 that when, when they, say they, when they got back into the boat, the Bible says the wind ceased. So Peter's faith came back up and he was able to supernaturally again walk back on water and get back into the boat. Amen. When, when Peter reconnected with Jesus, he experienced the supernatural. I believe as we are fasting, as we're praying this month, that what we, um, we're, as we're reconnecting with Jesus, I believe that supernatural things are going to take place in your life, that you'll have supernatural supernatural encounters with God. Something I don't hear a lot of um, today's Christians talking about, having encounters with God. But I want you to ask God and re release your faith to have supernatural encounters with God. There is such undeniable um, supernatural encounters that we've had um, through the years as a believer that is impossible for us to look any other way but straight ahead. It's impossible for us to turn to the left or right because we have had such supernatural encounters with God that they are undeniable. Can you say amen? And many of us today lack encounters with God. We lack supernatural encounters. We lack appearances. I remember one, one um, January we were fasting and praying. We were in our bedroom. We were kneeling down and we were worshiping and we were praying. And at the same time, the presence of God came into the room. It was so strong. We didn't say anything to each other, but we both sensed it. We've sensed Jesus walk up into that room. And it was, you know, when you read about where they fell down afraid, I was scared. Not that kind of, oh, I'm scared. But the pres his presence was so awesome and so huge in the room that I felt like every part of me was undone. And that's something we can encounter if we believe God. Don't let this month go by and miss an opportunity to connect with God where you can have supernatural encounters with him. Can someone say amen? Do you not desire that? Do you really desire it? You know, we say yes. Do you actually desire it? What's the evidence of desire then? What's the, what's the evidence of desire? So if you actually desire to have encounters with God, are you afraid of him? Well, you're not even speaking. Are you afraid of God? What do you think is going to happen to you if he, if, he, if he reveals himself? 
Well, you, well, I guess some people are afraid of him if you've got sin in your life. That could be one reason why we're afraid, but there's nothing to be afraid of. <laughs> wow. If you're afraid of him, are you going to serve him? Can you say amen? Desires and spiritual things. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Fasting and prayer connects you with Jesus. You will experience supernatural power of God in impossible situations. You know, some of the situations that we go through in life, instead of flapping, instead of leaning to our natural, looking to ourselves or running to people um, to sort out our problems, how about going to Jesus? When you're going through stuff, instead of the time you've wasted crying and wallowing and feeling sorry for yourself, call a fast. Next time you're going through something, just declare a fast there and then. Father, I'm, you know, I need a breakthrough in this. There's no point just talking about I need a breakthrough. Call a fast. If I, if I need a healing in, in my body, I'm not going to just walk around like by you. I'm going to do something. I'm going to do something in the natural that's going to give me the supernatural results that I need. If I need healing, I'm going to fast until my body lines up with the word. The evidence of desire is pursued. If I desire myself to be whole in every area of my life, then I'm going to do something, do what I know to do in the natural to obtain the results that I want to see. Can you say amen? Fasting is powerful, people. It's a powerful, powerful thing. Can you say amen? So fasting connects us with God. It, it brings in, um, supernatural power to impossible situations. Walking on water was in, an impossible situation. Next time you go to a swimming pool, try it. <laughs> Start in the deep end, even. And you'll find out very quickly how supernatural that was. Amen. Hallelujah. Faith and obedience, like I said, go hand in hand. We obey the word of God by faith. If God says it in his word, what do we do? Just do it. Amen. As we do the word of God in the natural, we experience supernatural manifestations. You can't fast without the word and without prayer. You're just on hunger strike. You can't, be, you can't say you're fasting and you're not praying. Can't say you're fasting and you, your Bible's not open, you're not reading. You have, they go together. Can you say amen? If, you, if we say we're fasting, you need to be in the Word. You need to be praying. Don't just wait till for Monday to pray. You pray every day at home. We're fasting and praying Monday through to Friday. Find time to pray. When I worked in the secular, I would go in my, I'd make toilet breaks. Go in the toilet, you lock the cubicle, you have a little moment to pray, you have a little Bible, you can go and, you know, you're obviously not abusing your employer's time, your work time, but you, most of us get tea break, 
You get a coffee break. Instead of sitting there chatting nonsense with everybody else, you slip away. And, you know, because I didn't want people to keep saying, oh, you're not eating lunch. So I used to go for a prayer walk. I used to go and sit in my car and I'd get my Bible out or I'd have a message on or listening to the Word. And I would spend my whole lunch break and then come back in when, I'd, when um, my lunch break was up. But I used that time, my journey to, um, to work, my journey home. I maximized every single moment moment. Can you say amen? So don't tell me when I'm at work all day, well, you do get a break and you do have to travel to work and you do have to travel home. Someone say amen. And we maximize those times. You know, as a, as a working mother, I, I, want, I sought God and how, Father God, I'm frustrated. I want to spend time with you, but I've got, I'm managing, a, I've got young children. I'm working full time. How do I do this? And God taught me that you maximize your time. While I'm washing dishes, I'm praying. While I'm washing dishes, I can pray. I can worship. While I'm vacuuming the floor, I can pray. I can worship. I don't have to be still. I used to think I had to be, I had to sit down, shut everything down, and it didn't count if I was active. God will honor you taking that time while you're, what my drive, even now, out of habit, I've done it for so many years. Sometimes when I'm alone in my car, I'm, I'm worshiping and I forget where I am. And you know, you get off into closing your eyes and you get off into worshiping. You don't remember, I don't want to kill anybody on the motorway, so let me open my eyes. But i I'd done it for years. That was my worship time. I had a great, I had like nearly two hours going one way and two hours getting home. So that was my prayer time. That was my worship time. I maximized that time with God because I wanted to see the spiritual manifestations or the spiritual results in my life, in my family. Can you say amen? How serious are you about seeing the manifest presence of God in your life? How serious are you about experiencing breakthroughs? How serious are you about seeing transformation in your life? How serious are you about growing spiritually? Then do the things that you need to do today. Tell your neighbor today. Not tomorrow. We're halfway through the month. So today's the time that we lock in, lock down, and we get focused. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. So you can't fast without the word and you can't fast without prayer. Otherwise, you're just starving yourself. When I, when, when I say in the word, it's more, much more than the normal. So this isn't my normal being in the word. This is extra. So I should be spending, this month especially, I should be spending more time, even more time in the word than I normally do. Can you say Amen. We have to up our game this month. Can you say amen? Tell your neighbor, up the game. You have to up your game. Don't just be mediocre. You know what? If you're mediocre in the natural things that you do, you're going to experience mediocre results. If you do nothing here, guess what? You get nothing here. What you do in the natural is a manifestation of what you'll experience supernaturally. Nothing produces nothing. Compromise produces compromise. Make this, t make this time a time, Father, I'm going to lock in because I want to come out of this month and I want to be different. 
I want to be different. I want to come out of this fierce. I want to come out of this like a spiritual giant. I want to come out of this and I've gone from here to up here. Can you say amen? I'm not going to go through this time, this month of fasting and prayer, and I'm just same old me, same old me. You're not going to recognize me. Make it, have some kind of ambition. You're not even going to recognize me when I get through to the end of this month. Amen. Amen. Have to stir yourself. Evidence is desire, is pursuit. Amen. Abraham, in faith and obedience on God's word, went to where God sent him and experienced God's blessings and provisions. Hebrews 11.8 puts it this way. It says, by faith, Abraham, when he was called to go to a place that he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed in the natural. Abraham didn't know where he was going, but he stepped out in faith and obedience on the word. Say, on the word. Many people today are stepping out and there's no word. I see people all the time, they leave church and there's no word. They're they're stepping out by themselves. They've got no word. God didn't give them a word. When we got saved in a little Pentecostal church, we knew, not because anyone offended us, not because we um, didn't like the church anymore, but we knew in our spirit that God was getting ready to move us somewhere else. And God, the reason that God moves you is because he needed to place us somewhere that was going to train us and equip us so that we could do what he called us to do. Because God says, I will not put a novice in a position of authority. And we have a bunch of Christians around the world today. They're moving here. They're moving there. And there's no word. They're stepping out on their own. It could be their offense that they're stepping out on, their feelings. Oh, they don't like this. They don't like that. But let me tell you something. You don't step out unless there's a word. And we came aside, and this is what we did in the natural. We fasted, and we prayed, and we would not move until we got the word to step out on. Because when you step out on God's word, Jesus said to Peter, come. Peter could stand on water supernaturally because he had a word from God. And you have so many people today, and I don't actually remember one person saying to me, I've got a word from God. Some people, you say to them, um, where are you going? Where's God leading you? I don't know yet. Well, I don't know what kind of God you know, but the God I know doesn't operate like that. Because when, when God gave us a word to go, we knew exactly where we were going. And the confirmation of that was um, the supernatural things that took place. Um, the speed of what, um, the, where God, how God moved us was incredible. It wasn't our effort. We didn't have to do anything. We didn't have to manipulate anything. But we stepped out on God's word and everything was provided for. We didn't go up. We, we didn't go down. We went up. That's what happens when you, when you step out on God's word, you go up. But when, it's, when you step out on your own, without his word, you're going to sink. And that's where the, is exactly where the devil wants to get you. So Abraham stepped out. He didn't step out because he felt like moving. He felt like a new location. Abraham stepped out because God gave him that word to go. So faith and obedience is coupled with what we do in our Christian life, what we do in our natural. We live a life of faith and we live a life of obedience. And those things that we do in obedience creates 
supernatural manifestations. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. You see, we need to be in a place where we hear God more clearly. We have his, so that we have his word to step out on. Can you say amen? I've never, um, let me give you one more example. Let me, um, for the sake of time, let me give you one more example. Daniel chapter 10. Um, we're going to just give you some scriptures and run through that quick. Um, Daniel, um, we all know the scripture where Daniel was fasting for three weeks. The Bible tells us in Daniel, Daniel chapter 10, verses 2 to 13, it says, In those days I, Daniel, was fasting. Here's that word again, fasting. Something he was doing in the natural. He was going without food in the natural. How does that make sense to our carnal, our natural minds? How, do, how does me going without food create spiritual things? Don't even try to comprehend those things. Those, there's things with God that's deep and far beyond our, our imagination. But in the natural, here I am going without food. It looks like just a natural thing, but there is something supernatural about it. So here's Daniel. He's fasting, the Bible tells us, for three weeks. And supernatural things begin to occur. And the incredible thing, if Daniel had never fasted, number one, Daniel wouldn't have seen the answer to the things he was praying and believing God for. Daniel wouldn't have experienced um, the manifestations they experienced. Let's pick it back up in verse 3. It says, I ate no pleasant food. Um, no meat or wine came into my mouth, nor did I anoint myself at all till three whole weeks were fulfilled. Now on the 24th day of the first month, as I was by the side of the great river, that is the Tigris, I lifted my eyes and looked and behold a certain man, he saw an angel, clothed in linen, whose waist was girded with gold of Uphaz, his body was like beryl, his face like the appearance of lightning, his eyes like torches of fire, his arms and his feet like burnished bronze in color and the sounds of his words like the voice of a multitude that just there just needs meditation and I Daniel alone saw the vision for the men who were with me did not see the vision but a great terror fell upon them so that they fled to hide themselves therefore I was left alone and when I saw this great vision and no strength remained in me for my vigor was turned to frailty in me and I returned no strength. Yet I heard the sound of his words, and while I heard the sound of his words, I was in a deep sleep on my face, with my face to the ground. Prophecies concerning Persia and, and, and Greece, suddenly a hand touched me, which made me tremble on my knees and on the palms of my hands. And he said to me, O Daniel, man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak to you and stand upright. For I've now been sent to you. And while he was speaking this word to me, I stood trembling. And he said to me, verse 12, Do not fear, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before God, your words were heard. And I have come because of your words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days. And behold, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, for I had been left 
alone there with the kings of Persia. It's talking about spiritual, something happening in the spiritual. And it's incredible because of Daniel's um, commitment to fasting and prayer. It even helped um, what was happening in the spiritual realm. So here's um, the angel trying to bring something to Daniel. But then we have in the spiritual realm, there are demonic spirits that want to hold on to your blessings, that want to hold on to your answer, that wants to hold on to your breakthrough. But Daniel was committed. He didn't fast. He didn't cut his fast short. Daniel fasted the 21 days. And during that time, there was a warfare going on. You know, while you're fasting, there's warfare taking place. So that's why we don't grow weary, we don't quit, we don't give up. Because while you're fasting, while you're standing in that place doing that seemingly so insignificant natural thing, there is tremendous battles being won in the spirit because of what you're doing in the natural. This is a great time to stand in the gap and be fasting for your families, for your loved ones. They may not want to listen to you, to tell them about Christ. But you know what? When I stand in the gap for them and I pray and I'm fasting and I'm believing God for their salvation, for as for me in my household, we shall be saved. In Jesus' name, there's no option there. You shall be saved. Because I'm, I'm standing on that word. And I'm not just standing on an empty word. I'm doing something that I know to do in the natural in, that will create supernatural manifestations. So that hard-hearted uncle, that hard-hearted brother, that hard-hearted mother, whoever it is that you can't get through to, guess what? Prayer and fasting is going to get through to them. And you're going to find that you're not going to have to be hounding them to come to church, hounding them to want to get saved. They're going to come and ask you, how this, this God that you serve, tell me about him. How can I be saved? Because of that natural act, obedience, in fasting and prayer, I'm seeing supernatural results because the, the heart of man is in the hand of God. And when we fast and pray like that, God can turn their hearts. Can you say amen? Turn their hearts the right way around. Can you say amen? Those children that are wayward, that are rebelling, you fast and pray for them and you watch God turn them around. Can you say amen? See, we don't, we don't actually take this thing as it should be. Otherwise, we, would, we need to be expecting. If I'm not asking, you have not because you ask not. You have not because you ask not. That's faith. What, what is it you need from God in this time? You need, has anyone got unsafe family and friends? You know somebody unsaved. Don't just get through this month and not ask God for them. God, I ask you for their soul. I ask you for their salvation. And I'm going to include that in this time that I'm doing this natural act of fasting. And Father, I thank you for the supernatural results, the supernatural manifestation. I'm going to watch my family and my friends come into the kingdom one by one. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm preaching better than you're amening. <laughs> Daniel had been fasting and praying and that which he was seeking God about, the answers came because he separated himself to seek God through prayer and fasting. When you and I need clarity, when we need directions, when we need answers, stop asking men. I said when you need clarity, when you need direction, when you need answers, stop going to the arm of flesh. Go to God. 
When Jesus went to the cross, it, it, the, the Bible said that the curtains were wrenching too. So we can come boldly, come boldly before the throne of God for ourselves. You don't need to go through a priest. God will hear you. When you fast and pray, you can get the direction that you need. You can get the clarity that you need concerning what you're seeking him about. You can get the answers that you need for the questions that you have. God will drop that right into your spirit. God will use somebody. Somebody may just say something and they're not even aware what they just said. Even while I'm speaking tonight, I've had, I remember we've had people, um, you know, that we had appointments to see after the service and they will come up to us and say, I don't need to speak to you about it anymore because you answered everything that I, that I was going to ask you about in the service. Because God, that's what, how God operates. Don't think, oh, who told her about my business? God is trying to get the answer to you. Just listen. I don't know nothing about you. And you really are not that important. I'm going to take my whole message to talk about you. Tell your neighbor you're not that important. <laughs> Isn't it funny how important we think we are? I'm so important that the pastors would take the, dedicate the whole service to talk about me, really. It's called discernment. God knows your stuff and he's trying to get an answer to you. And sometimes it may not be the answer we want to hear. <laughs> Stop fornicating. Oh God, you know, I'm seeing this guy and, you know, we compromise a bit. A bit and then you hear pastors say, Stop fornicating. There's your answer. Delete some numbers out of your phone book. There's your answer. <laughs> Amen. Last one, last one. Cornelius. In Acts chapter 10. Um, there was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of what was called the Italian Regiment, a devout man who feared God with all of his household, who gave alms generously to the people and prayed to God always. He was doing natural things. It's so important that we become mindful of the natural things that we do because they will have some kind of manifestation, good or bad. Can you say amen? If you do wickedness, guess what? You're going to have some supernatural wicked things pop up in your life. If you don't want supernatural wicked things popping up in your life, quit doing wickedness to people. Don't talk about people, don't hurt people, don't use people, don't abuse people. Do good. Do good to people. And guess what? You're going to have the manifestation of you're being good to people. Guess what? People are going to be good to you. Because what you sow is what you reap. What you do in the natural is what's going to be your harvest up the road. Amen. So Cornelius is a man that was given to fast and prayer, verse 3. And about the ninth hour of the day, he saw clearly in a vision, because he separated himself. He wasn't clustered up with distractions. He was alone with God. It says in a vision, he saw an angel of God coming in and saying to him, Cornelius. And when he observed him, he was afraid and said, what is it, Lord? So he said to him, your prayers and your giving. Your natural things, the natural things that you're doing has come up before God. Hallelujah. What you're doing this month, guess what? 
It comes up before God. It's not a light thing. The, the time you're giving to God in prayer, the time that you're giving in fasting, the time that you're coming aside, Cornelius' prayers and his giving came up before God and God responded supernaturally to what Cornelius was doing. Amen? What he was doing. It says, your prayers and your arms have come up for a memorial before God. Now send men to Joppa and send for Simon, whose surname is Peter, verse 9. And the next day, I'm skipping out bits for the sake of time. And on the next day, as they went on their journey, Peter's on his journey. Peter himself has an encounter um, with a, he had a vision telling him to go. And I want you to see the, the obedience that's in this. Because for if you read it, you'll see that um, for Peter, who's a Jew, Cornelius is a Gentile. And within the Jews and the Gentiles, um, Jews weren't allowed to go to the home of a Gentile because they would regard that as being unclean. It would, they would be defiled. So they, were, they didn't eat with Gentiles. They didn't mix with Gentiles. So for what Peter was doing, this is why the whole reason when God kept showing Peter the vision with the sheep coming down with what they call unclean animals. Peter says, I can't touch anything that's unclean. God was trying to say to him, don't call the Gentiles unclean. It's okay. God was getting him ready to go to this Gentile called Cornelius. So it says in verse 9, The next day as they went on their journey and drew near the city, Peter went up on the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. Then he became very hungry. Again, he's fasting. He wanted to eat, but they made ready. He fell into a trance. Verse 17, skip down a bit. Now while Peter pondered within himself what this vision which he had seen meant, behold, the men that who had been sent from Cornelius had made inquiry for Simon's house and stood before the gate. And they called and asked whether Simon, whose surname was Peter, was lodging there. And while Peter thought about the vision, the Spirit of God said to him, Behold, these three men are seeking you. Arise, go down, and go with them, doubting nothing. Faith is, is needed here, for I've sent them. When, when we separate ourselves to, to seek God in prayer and fasting, we have clarity and we have encounters with God that we wouldn't normally have. Skip down to verse 29. Therefore, when Peter came without objection, there was no objection. He was, again, we see an act of obedience. And as soon as I was sent for, I asked then, for what reason have you sent for me? Cornelius said to him, four days ago, I was fasting. Is that what it says in your Bible? You see how powerful this is? I was fasting until this hour. And the ninth hour, I prayed. He was fasting and he was praying. He was doing something natural. And behold, a man, an angel appeared because of Peter's and because of Cornelius' fasting and prayer. And an angel appeared to him because he was fasting and he was praying. And he stood before me in bright clothing and he said, Cornelius, your prayer has been heard. I say to you tonight, church, your prayers have been heard. The prayers we pray on a Monday night have been heard. The prayers you pray in your bedroom have been heard. That's exciting. That's great news. We're not praying to a barren heaven. We're praying to an open heaven. We're praying to a God who has heard us. Expect a manifestation. Expect an answer. 
Expect a visitation. Hallelujah. He said, Cornelius, your prayers have been heard and your arms are remembered in the sight of God. Verse 44. And while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit, that he basically told them about Jesus and salvation. He says, all those who heard the word. So it, all of this, um, Cornelius' prayer is giving, is, is fasting. Now what's Cornelius experiencing? The entire household him and his household received salvation because they did something in the natural and experienced something supernatural. And because of what he was doing in the natural, his entire household got saved. And it says, because the gift of the Holy Spirit and, uh, sorry, and those of the circumcision who believed were astonished as many as came with Peter because the, Holy, the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also for they heard them speaking with tongues and magnifying God. Isn't it interesting to know that all these men had been seeking God through fasting and prayer and because of that they not only got saved but they got born again and filled with the Holy Ghost so fasting prayer and obedience are three powerful forces that will produce supernatural results in your life obedience is the key that releases the manifestation of those things over your life will you stand to your feet with me tonight hallelujah pray that encourages you to stay locked in, to be more focused, to be more directional, to be more um, targeted with how you're praying. Use your faith while you're praying this time to pray for your family, to pray. Don't think, well, I've spoken to them on numerous occasions. I'm not going to pray for them anymore. You keep praying. It doesn't matter how long it, it takes. You know, when we got saved, we stood and stood and stood for our family. And I remember... Um, First of all, my dad started, um, my dad got saved. He started going to church. And then a little while after that, were well, a few years after that, it took a few years. Six years for my mom. It took six, it was six years later, but did I quit? Did I give up? And I just kept, I just kept praying. See, sometimes we think it's a talking, talking, but I need to do the things that's going to bring God on the scene. You know, we can be on the scene and nothing happens. But when we bring God on the scene, it's a whole nother ball game. For my kids, I can't tell you how many times I have stood in fasting. I have stood in prayer to see manifestations. When they were acting like they'd lost their mind, it was fasting and prayer. Was it easy? No, because there was times I'm contending in the spirit. I'm doing my what I know to do in the natural, and I'm believing God, and I'm warring for them. I'm fasting for them, for my family. There's things that we've been standing and believing God for, even with this building our church. We're not just waiting for God to do something. God's waiting for us to do something so he can have something to move on. And many people think that God, you know, do this for me, do that for me. But you've got to do what you know to do in the natural. And then you will see the supernatural hand of God move in your life like that will blow your mind away. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to this message. If you'd like more information on the church, please visit us at v2bcommunitychurch.com or you can contact us at v2bchurch at aol.co.uk. God bless you.